You're listening to Roll for Damage, the Lost Legends arc. Last time on Roll for Damage, our heroes returned to Indiglis, the capital of the Golden Empire, and beheld the consequences of their actions in Branded Alder. Rampant joblessness, food shortages, and a large population of homeless refugees living in tents outside of the city. Our heroes were invited into the royal palace to meet up with King Eladio and his family, only to find out that a great meeting of the continent's leaders will take place that night in the Indiglis Library. Our story continues as Magna receives a message from the local Vigilantean friend, the Crimson Snipe, about a possible lead. Your boys are back in town. And us, we're, we, uh, we are the, we're the boy. we're back in town, we're the boys. We, we, we never left town. Oh wait, you're talking about Indiglis? C- collectively, us as boys. Yeah, we're, we're, we're back. Back again. Guess who's back? Tell a friend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's an M&M reference, Joey. M&M candy, it. Joey. Not the candy. I'm not No, I'm we're not talking about young. the candy. The musical performer yeah. and visionary M&M. Fun fact most people don't know, the yellow M&M is voiced by J.K. Simmons who does like J. Jonah Jameson oh, no, in the Spider-Man that. movies. Who doesn't know that? Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't know that. That's literally been, everyone on this planet knows he's that. He's been doing that for like 20 years. And uh, Billy West is the red, red M&M. Yeah. Red yeah M&M. I never knew that. Yeah. Billy West is the voice of Philip Fry. J. Fry. And Ren. And Stimpy. Yeah. Both? Yeah. Really? Yes. He pulled up a huh. double duty in the 90s. It was a... Yeah. Uh, it was duty. a... Yeah. 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 <laughs> So we're going to go back in the sewers, speaking of duty, right? Are we for hey. sure going to the sewers? That, you know what? I think at heart, Big Boots is a sewer boy, and he just wants to live in the muck. It is our dirty water. It, it's the origin of us. Yeah. Ever since then, we've run amok, apparently. Mm. Do you know muck, the Pokemon spelled backwards, has come? I didn't know that. And did you know, <laughs> did you know Ekans is snake backwards? And, and Arbok is Cobra? And did you know that Magikarp backer, backwards is Prakigam? Very practical. <laughs> good, good to know. Yeah. Why do no, you just know how to pronounce that off the top of your head? Uh, a friend of mine. That's that's his line. Uh, shout out, Mac. That's uh, that's a great one. <laughs> Thank you, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so this time on Roll for Damage. <laughs> yeah. So um, the scene continues. Magna, you come back in from outside um, after having just spoken with the Crimson Snipe, and you have the message in hand. So, the wizard that Crimson Snipe has worked with in the past that would be able to tell you a little bit more about this paper, uh, as far as its origins go, would be the wizard Aris, who lives uh, downtown, kind of in the far end of town. Uh, Could I have everybody roll history? We'll see what you know about Aris. 
I didn't RSVP for this because I got a that's, four. That's a ten. <laughs> Fifteen. Oh, wow. Uh, Nineteen. All right, so Theron and Kalanon, you would have heard of him before. He's kind of eccentric. Um, what wizard isn't eccentric? <laughs> well, he's he's good, but he's like very chaotic good. Kind of uh, pull two animals out of a hat and see what happens when you crossbreed them through magic kind of deal. Professor Farnsworth. <laughs> yeah, that's why they have donk elephants here. <laughs> a donkey and an elephant? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> why not Eliphas? <laughs> Eliphas, yeah. He, you know, he's been threatened a few times to move out of the city for all of his dangerous experiments, but he, um, you know, for every two that he messes up, he gets one that's pretty practical and pretty useful. So they, they just kind of call it a wash, as long as he keeps the destruction to a minimum. But he's he's definitely like the local master magician in the area. And Magna came in and, and showed us a piece of paper? Yep, this is, we got a new mission. Got it from uh, uh, the Crimson Snipe. Why does that name sound familiar? I'm not sure. Uh, they they gave you the mission? Yeah, she gave me the mission. Oh. Okay. He winks. Okay. Jealousy doesn't look good on you, Callie. <laughs> this is all I really know. Pretty much what I just told you. This note is all we have. Is that little lipstick on your cheek there, Joe? Or uh, Magna? Oh, I thought I wiped that off. Sorry. De- death eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I cast death eyes. All right. So, uh, shall we... Shield. Shall we head out to this wizard's place tonight or wait till morning? <laughs> Probably uh, tonight. Probably be a good idea to do it tonight. Place. Did the meeting of the minds already happen? It's happening right now. Yep. We probably should do it now since the meeting's going on at the ver- at this moment. I think the more information we can find out, the sooner the better. So, so we can do you want to leave the area of the meeting to go hunt down the wizard, or do you want to stay here and protect? The meeting's at the library. Yeah. Currently, you guys are in your bed chambers there at the at the palace. We're having a slumber uh, party. Meeting is in oh. the library, which is across town. Okay. And the wizard's at the library. Uh, wizard is across on the other side of town. So, okay. are we thinking split up? Uh, I don't think that's the best idea. My thinking is knowledge is power, and mm. at the moment we know nothing except for a black handprint. So I think the more we know, the better. I think I think the more we know. The better chances of protecting uh, these people, right? We so have. We, we send Bobby to the meeting to protect everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Us four go see the wizard. That boy has been through hell and back. <laughs> he can handle it. Out of game. What does the wizard do? He 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 morphs animals together. That's one of the things he does. He he's like the the master magician of the city, <laughs> right? Um, and so if he, there's an intimate, in, intimate, imminent. Thank you. Intimate. Imminent danger. <laughs> that word I can't say for some Potential. Reason. There's going to be a cult strike on the building, like, possibly soon. Should we really talk to a wizard first, or should we go to the library and protect them? So, uh, I think it would behoove us, because the Crimson Snipe had said, like, there's some magic on here, you bring it to the wizard. So, we would get more details about what they're up to. Okay. Uh, and instead of, like, just waiting around, we run the risk of not finding out. Conversely, if okay. we go and like, oh yeah, they're totally going to attack, and they're like, "What?" Then we fair enough. Yeah, so it's right. yeah. So I think we just we just don't know anything right now. For all we know, getting them to you know move out of there could be part of the plan. You know, them staying there could be, you know, part of their plan. Yeah, whatever. they could strike in the morning. They could you don't like what night. you see? Okay, I'm fine. We're going to the wizard. That makes sense. We're off to see the wizard. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Um, yeah, so taking the paper, you guys make it out. Um, the city is much more cleared out at night because most of the refugees uh, live in the tent city that's kind of outside of the walls. Uh, where Kalanon last time had been healing people and uh, getting them food and water to drink. It, that being said, there's still a lot of people in the city. Uh, a lot of beggars, people begging for scraps, for coin, for just about anything. And a lot of the stores have, like, closed signs in the windows, you know, because no one has any money to buy anything, so the store goes out of business, and it's just, like, right teetering. The whole situation here is teetering on the edge of disaster. You guys are easily able to spot the wizard's tower in the center of the, uh, kind of the square off in the far end of town. It's kind of crooked as it comes up out of the ground, but it's magically held in place with a, a tin roof that conducts electricity. It's kind of one of his uh, gifts to the city. Because when big storms roll in, the lightning kind of magically bonds to the roof and it powers up some of his experiments. Kind of a Frankenstein-esque. Who approaches the door first? I will. All right. And say it's a big wooden door with an iron padlock and like a knocker. Okay. I'm going to you know go ahead and bang the knocker three times. Clunk, clunk, clunk. So as you go to you know bang the knocker, your hand pushes right through it. Ooh, fake door. Yeah. You can see the door, you know, pushing your hand through it like Casper. You can see that the door is an illusion. Okay. So I guess I'll poke my head through. All right. As you poke your head through, you see a uh, a wizard that is among probably a, a couple dozen ghosts. The inside of this tower, I mean, from the outside, it looks like it's probably about 30 feet in diameter. From the inside, it's huge. And Tardis got, tower. Yeah. It's bigger on the inside. He's got these uh, like long tables that he's having dinner with a bunch of ghosts that are dressed in like very fancy dresses and like the big wigs and stuff. And he's just kind of he's got like a wine glass that refills itself made out of silver. And he's just kind of like pushing around the the, the ghosts, chit chatting and stuff. He's pretty well drunk. Um, and he looks over and he says, oh, more guests. Look at that. Ah, I thought you were never going to make it. You You were expecting us? No, come on in. Okay, I'm gonna Fan- walk in. Fantastic! <laughs> yeah, I'll walk in as well. What's how- the point of having this here? How do you do? Oh, we do. We do well. And yourself? Oh, I've never been better. He says, "Now, excuse me." And he goes over and tells a couple of you know. You see him like whispering to a couple of the ghosts and stuff. And he comes back over to you guys and says, "Would you fancy a drink? My friends over there will fetch it for you." Um. Unfortunately, we don't really have a whole lot of time. We were hoping that you can help us with this. And he hands him the note with the handprint on it. As soon as you hand it to him, his entire demeanor changes. Like the, the smile gets wiped right off of his face. He gets kind of a more serious, somber tone. You see a bead of sweat drip down his bald head. He says, well, um, right, this. Uh, and he, you see him kind of start to like look around nervously. He says, well, uh, I... Yo! Yo! And he claps a few times, and, like, the lights inside the tower turn on, kind of showing all the ghosts, like, illuminating the place. And he says, well, party's over! Next time! We'll do this again in a hundred years or so! And all the ghosts kind of, like, disappear, like, fade away into dust, um, leaving the place empty. Where, where did you get this? It was handed to me. I found it. Oh, well. <laughs> I realized what I said, yeah. No, I was just like... I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. Found for that. it in just a hand laying somewhere. <laughs> no, he kind of. He he doesn't want to say that he got it from the Crimson Snipe. He kind of just wants it to. I kind of. I I found it. 
You want to keep it ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. As well, I've got to hand it to you. Uh, uh, you've come to the right place. Um, he says, now, just let me prepare the necessary spell. If you would be so kind as to join me on that rock over there. You can see that, like, the floor is kind of cobblestone. There's, like, a particular rock that he goes to stand on inside the stone, like the cobblestone. He says, well, come on now. And so all you guys go to um, stand there and kind of like this whole platform starts to raise off the ground like an elevator as it carries you further up into the tower, which on the inside is straight up, whereas in the outside it looked like it was kind of crooked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes you up to his laboratory. His laboratory. I was going to say laboratory, please. <laughs> and uh, you can see there's like beakers that are boiling. Uh, there's fluids that are magically like pouring from one glass to the other. Is frothing, cloning tubes that he's experimenting with. Just a whole bunch of stuff going on. There's like a half dozen books that are floating in the air, slowly turning the pages one at a time. Oh, wow, that's that's so fascinating. It's fascinating, huh? Oh, yes. So you're a, a fan of the magical arts. That I am. I've, I dabble in the divine, but I'm always a, a fan of the arcane. As well, it seems to me that these young whippersnappers are trying to turn magic into a science. Magic is and always was meant to be an art. Oh, some have it, some don't. Exactly. It's a, I say it's one of the more finer arts out there. I cast prestidigitation and leave a smell of a fart. I'm like like this. It's like oh, was that me or you? Oh, and I know magic too. And oh, sparks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't farted in front of guests in a um, long time. Good, very good. <laughs> and he um, starts to do a spell called Scry on this thing. He has all the components and then some here in his laboratory, but um, pretty much it allows you to get like a video camera look. If you have an article of clothing or an item belonging to somebody else, you cast it and you can see exactly what they're up to. Oh, that looks familiar. Says, oh, you've seen this before. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming like women who are like shut up, like not shut up, but they're like shut into like a tower, use it to like spy on like a hunky cleric that they have a crush on. Oh my, yes. Yes. <laughs> I would imagine so. It's very useful for that. Oh, you've seen that done before? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he um he would he said, Alright, now um the spell is almost ready. I just need to utter the command word. Uh go ahead and place your hands on the paper. Okay. We never introduced ourselves yet. Our, you are Arsis, right? No. Who are you? Oh, that was a joke. Ah yes, I'm Aris. Well, nice to meet you. Okay. And he um goes to stick a hand out to Big Boots to shake his hand, and then a hand to Theron, a hand to Kalanon, and a hand to Magna. Four hands. <laughs> I, I offer a fist bump. He's like, oh yes, very well. The young people, of course. <laughs> and he fist bumps back. Yeah, just like magically four hands appear, and then they just kind of get back to the two that are attached to his arms. And he says, uh, well, let's find out more about this uh, horrible piece of paper, shall we? Okay, I don't know what makes it so horrible, but let's find out. Well, the creator, of course. Oh! Oh. Yes. As you guys put your hand on it, you can see what looks like a video camera view of... Well, actually, roll perception. Perception or investigate, whichever one's better. I got 18 on my perception. Okay. Uh, 19. 13. 16. All right. So, Big Boots, Theron, and Kalanon. We had a... 13? 16. 16. 18. 18. 19. Okay, good deal. So, yeah, you guys can see... Um, it looks like you're looking through like a video camera lens, like a security camera, mm-hmm. and you can kind of use it to like look around this kind of image, like the shimmery uh, white image. 
you guys would see bell towers. Would like, we, like church bell towers? Yes. Would we recognize the bell towers from like being in the city? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there is a, a large bell tower that's attached to the back of the church that rings the bell uh, every hour of the day. Okay. Is there? Um, do we see like anyone at the bell tower or in the bell tower? Or is it just bell towers? You see four men in black robes. Um, each holding a dagger in one hand and a spell tome in the other. Is this live? Is this a live feed? It is. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Aris? Yes? Do you have any way for us to get uh, to these bell towers quick? Well, um, I could sew you on a pair of hooves. <laughs> Horses are quick, aren't they? You, you don't have, like, a, a gift of flight spell ability? Or oh! Like teleportation? I guess that would hurt less, yes. Yes. Well... <laughs> Yes, I, um, I'll tell you what. I'll do you one better. Moxie! Moxie! And he claps his hands a few times. Kind of flying up from the floor, you would see a flying carpet. Oh. Uh, it looks kind of tattered. It's, like, brown with a couple of coffee stains on it. He's like, this is Moxie! And the carpet kind of waves its corner can at it, you like a hand. Can it show us the world? And more! It can show you the multiverse! Ooh, a multiversal flying carpet? Do you? So fascinating! Do you have any tools that might help us on our way? Aside from this magic lamp? I'm just kidding, it's a regular lamp, but it's filled <laughs> with honey. What? Yes, <laughs> what else am I supposed to keep my honey in? You know, fair point. Uh, traditionally, uh, jars, but you know, a lamp will do just fine. No, it's Aris, not jars. <laughs> <laughs> try and keep the name straight, Shiny. <laughs> Flabbergasted. <laughs> you broke me. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we should probably get going then. As, yes, Moxie will show you around. She knows the city well. Okay. Just um, try and fight off her darker impulses, if you will. Particularly that one. And he points at one of the blacker coffee stains on her. <laughs> oh, goodness. Is she Stay big enough for all of us to fit on? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a Titanic situation, right? Or No, no, no. You okay. guys can all fit. Easy. Okay. Um, I won't let go. <laughs> now, as the image is, uh, like the arcane image from the scry is about to fade away, you would see uh, kind of a larger, broader built figure go into the image in front of the cultists, and he draws his hood back, and it is a black dragonborn. Ooh. Uh, oh, yeah, is, it, this yeah. is, the, is this the one, the, probably the guy that got away in the sewers? Did mm, one of them yeah. get away? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Circle yeah. gets the square. He's, he's the one that, yeah, did it. The black scaly hand. Mm -hmm. Ah, I remember stuff from episode one and two as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, just as the scry is about to turn off, you would see him turn to look at you guys. <laughs> and then, poof, powers off. Chilling. That's for, yeah, that's foreboding. Okay, Aris, um, can you wish us luck, please? Oh, yes. Yes. Good luck. Come back in one piece. If you're in two pieces, I'll have to sew you together. We all know how that went. Right, Philip? And uh, a door flies open in the side of the tower that, like, looks like it would lead outside, but it leads to a separate room as uh, a man named Philip comes in, who he's got, like, the top half human, bottom half seahorse. <laughs> and he's just kind of like... It's like a sea like, centaur. Yeah. <laughs> you did this to me! Yeah, Philip is still getting used to it. Is he floating, or is he just like 
sli- sliding. He's like sliding in a very slithering. kind of unseeming way. It's kind of gross to look at. Oh god, poor Philip. <laughs> yeah, poor Philip. <laughs> Magnus just like not looking at everything. He's just keeping eye contact. I keep telling him if he just make it down to the coast, he'd be fine. <laughs> well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll take him to the coast when we're done here. All right. Well, Philip is like, please, please. <laughs> All right, Argus. We'll uh, we'll hit you back up later. Sure thing, Big Boots. How'd you know my name? You're the man, baby, that won the wrestling tournament. Who doesn't know you? Oh my the goodness! <laughs> I give him a headshot. <laughs> he right. uh, graciously accepts and enchants it so that like it kind of you know, like those playing cards from Hogwarts where it's like the face moves and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like that where he enchants it real quick, just snaps his fingers and like your face starts to move on it. Oh. We'll talk later. I got big plans for that, cowboy. <laughs> you got it. Now, Moxie, take good care of him. And the, the rug kind of, like, nods. <laughs> and as you guys uh, stand on it, he... Um, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, well, I should mention, whoever has shotgun, quote-unquote, has, like, control of where, like, left or right or up or down or that kind of thing. Kind of, like, telepathically telling Moxie where to fly, and then Moxie takes you there. Just by the power of thought. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you'll be direct. You'll be, you got your hands on the reins here, okay. Tiger. Everyone buckled in. So are we going straight to them, or should we inform Prince El- uh, Eldario and the princess of what's going on, so that somebody knows? There's no time like the I, present. Yeah, I don't think we have time. Okay, I'm just saying. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, he um, sl- you know, slides his hand over, and the roof of the uh, of the wizard's tower like slides off. Um, just kind of to the side, and Moxie takes you guys straight up out of there and through town to the old bell tower in the back of the church. Hey, what's up, everyone? Logan here, stopping by saying howdy doody. How you doing? Letting you know that we launched our merch store. That's right. We're on Redbubble. Uh, you can go to redbubble.com and search for Roll for Damage, all one word. And you can find our cool merch. We have three designs, and each design has a lot of different options of stuff you can buy. Uh, t-shirts, fucking shower curtains, stickers, clocks. So there's a lot of stuff out up there. Uh, be sure to uh, click the design when you get there or look for... Uh, products available under that design when you click on it you see everything we have available there you choose different colors for the shirts and stuff again that's redbubble.com and then search roll for damage all one word or you can find the link on our social medias but i'm gonna leave it right there i'm gonna leave it short and sweet for the ad break here i've had a pretty busy week so i'm gonna let you get back to the episode until we talk next time guys bye you see that the bell tower is kind of falling apart it's kind of rickety there's a few spots like the the shingles are coming off. You can see that there's holes big enough that you could jump through or you could like create a hole. Um, it's probably about 200 feet in the air. Like you, you get a really good view of the city from up here. Um, so how do you want to approach this, guys? I don't know. Shotgun. I'm saying guns ablaze and we go in there and just jump down on top of them and just play it from there. Sounds like a plan. Paratrooper in. Mr. DM, we're going to do that. We're going to excellent fly in guns blazing. Totally. So you can find a... Uh, here, roll a easy perception check. So like DC 10. 12. 
Yeah, so you um, you easily find a spot in the roof big enough that Moxie and the party can fit through. And you guys just come in like air to ground, chunks of ceiling falling in, and you see the five cultists, the four scrubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and, boss. Okay, as we as we come in, I want to, like as we come down in, I want to cast silence over the area. So you cast silence. Roll initiative. Magda. 19. Good. Unnatural 20. Nice. 22. 22. Classic Ranger. And? Natural 20. Nice. 24. 24. Oh, you slut. <laughs> All right, so Kalanon, you are up first, my dude. So you see four cultists there, each holding daggers. Um, dagger in one hand, spellbook in the other. And then there's the the big bad, the, the black scale dragon. Oh, yeah. Or dragonborn, yeah. rather. So this is still the same day that I did all the... The refugee stuff, correct? correct. Yep. All this right. would be like 10, 11 o'clock at night. All right. So I burned through all my first level spells and um, all my third level spells, save for the domain spell. But it's a verbal spell, isn't it? <laughs> I ruined well, that. Well, and here's, here's the thing. So, like, you cast silence on the area. What area? Because if how does silence work? So, basically, silence in a 20-foot radius. So I'm going to say I casted it on, like... How big is the area we're in? I'm going to say I cast it on the cultists because the goal is they. I know they had spell tomes, so the goal is mm-hmm. to get them not be able to cast any verbal spells. Totally. Yeah, it would be about a thirty foot by thirty foot area. Okay. On so, this floor, and then there's like a staircase that kind of leads down in like a square spiral to the ground. Okay. So assume I centered it on the cultists. I imagine I'd be able to determine an area where spell casting would be possible, and I'm just going to kind of point. To that area for yeah. for Callie, mm-hmm. knowing that he's a spellcaster. Totally. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go to the corner, and I'm gonna grab a, a tiny ball of bat guano and sulfur um, for my components, and cast fireball. All right, deck saves. Deck saves indeed. The minions do not make it. The big guy does. You presume so much. It was a 14. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got a 4 on the little guys and a 16 on the big guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got it. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fine. Uh, so that's 8d6 worth of damage. And I think I miscalculated on... Do you need an extra one? Just one one extra. Oh, thank you. Yep. 25. Wow. 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 And it's half damage if you saved? Yep. Okay. Oh, good boy. Good, he's taking damage. Your fireball goes off and explodes right in the middle of the floor, uh, catching much of the room on fire. Heck yeah. After Kalanon, we have Theron. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and break my concentration on the silent spell, ending it. So I can, on the the Dragonborn, I'm going to cast my Hunter's Mark with my bonus action on him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and he's taking a little bit of damage. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot him with my bow. All right. For 15. 15 misses. Okay. Now I have extra attack. Let's do it again. Aha, suck that. Uh, 30. Uh, yeah, that'll get there. I, I think so. All <laughs> right. So then it's going to give me D8, D8, D6 because he's already taken damage with Colossus Slayer. 20 damage. Got it. All right. After Theron, we have big boots. Okay. 
I'm going to blow my kazoo and use enemies <laughs> abound. I reach into the mind of one creature you can see and force it to make an intelligent saving throw. It'll be 13 is the save. I'm going to hit one of the grunts. I got a 19 on the dice. Oof. All right, never mind. So he just like looks up at you kind of confusedly and then shakes his head. He's like, ah, stay out of my head. <laughs> Magna. All right. Um, Magna is actually going to make a, make a swing at the big guy. All right. The main guy. So FYI, Joe, thunderous smite is good to use. Oh yeah, because I ended the oh, silence. I thought you were just giving him advice, and it's like he's got this. <laughs> he's gonna smite the hell out of this bitch. <laughs> All right, uh, that is a uh, twenty-one. That will hit. All right, go and roll so that damage. Is eleven. Got it. All right, and then I'm gonna swing at him again. Good deal. Extra attack. 13? 13's a mess. Ah. So you smash him on the first attack. In the second attack, we'll say he he's able to dodge out of the way. Now that he's kind of got your the idea of how you attack here, you know, looking at your style, your form, the little guys are going to cast Magic Missile, which uh, automatically hits. There's no roll required. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's four of them, and there's four of you guys. So they're each going to cast Magic Missile? Yes. Damn. At a second so- level. So Ooh, damn. 12 hits on us then? or No, additional because of that second level. Yeah, because it'd be 4d4 for each of you. Yeah. So, Kalanon, you are taking 10 damage as four missiles strike you right in the chest. Theron, you are taking 9 damage. Isn't there a throw I have, a save I have to do for my concentration? No, nope, it just uh, straight up hits. No, from to keep my concentration on my spell. Oh, yeah, it's ten or the damage you take, whichever one's higher. Uh, you took. I, I took nine damage. Nine. Does so that... it'd be a DC ten. Okay. So, what kind of saving throw is it? I is believe this... Constitution. Okay. I failed, so my hunter's mark is over. All right. Uh, big boots taking nine damage, and Magna. Oh my God. You're going to take 15 for one minus minimum. As far as the big guy goes, he is going to pull out a scimitar that he is going to try and strike you with. Um, It's got like a black curved blade. Um, Looks like there's markings etched on it. Look, um, maybe infernal. Some kind of foul language. He's got a 19 on his hit. Oh, that beats my armor class by one. All right. He's going to do nine damage. Okay. And then he's going to extra attack you. With a net 20. Oh. Oh. Ugh. So that'll be 13 damage on that one. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's the big guy. Uh, after them is Kalanon. Back to you. With your 24. Hey, Magna. How you doing? I'm fine. Medicine check on that? Sure. <laughs> you might or want in- to. Medicine or insight? You medicine. might want to. <laughs> uh, that's an unnatural 20. Not doing fine. I'm at eight. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to cast, I'm going to go up to uh, Magna. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at a second level. All right. So that is. So that'll be 2d8 plus two d- your my, my, wisdom mod. Yeah, my modifier, my spellcasting ability. And that is. All right. Let's show me. <laughs> 14 14 yeah is that how much i get back then yep all right so i'm up to 22 now <laughs> that's a pretty good amount <laughs> to get back <laughs> um also i'm gonna um 
speak in draconic to the big guy, mm-hmm. and I'm going to call him a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he takes note of that and you see his red eyes kind of glance over at you uh angrily theron okay well i'm gonna recast my hunter's mark now okay this is your bonus action yeah yep and then i'm gonna go ahead and shoot this guy with my bow on my first attack nat 20 nice so as i do that i'm gonna activate my bracers for max damage good which is gonna be 8 plus 8 is 16, yep. plus 6 is 22, plus 16 is 38, plus 12 is 50 damage. 50? And that's my first attack. He is still up. And I'm going to go ahead and shoot him again. Take that, you sick son of a bitch. 18 for 18 the next hit. 18 also hits. Okay. So I don't get the Colossus Slayer, but I still get the regular shit. 16 damage. Got it. Fucking die. Big Boots, back to you. Real quick, on my uh, special gold coin armband mm-hmm. that I have, um, it says I can make someone miss once per day. Yep. Is it only attacks to me, or can it be attacks to other people too? Other people as well. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. So, I can protect you a little bit, Magna. Also, Barbarian Rage is a bonus action. Correct. While I'm in a Barbarian Rage, can I still cast spells? I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure that takes up like your concentration, so to speak. Like, Can I like cast you. a spell and then go into a Barbarian Rage? Yes, as your bonus action, yeah. Okay. I'm going to cast Crown of Madness. All right. Um, it's a level two spell. Um, one humanoid of your choice that you see within range must succeed a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you for the duration. While the target is charmed in this way, a twisted crown of jagged iron appears on its head and a madness glows in its eyes. The charmed target must use its action before moving on each of its turn to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that you mentally choose. The target can act normally on its turn if you choose no creature and none, and if none are in within, within reach. Wow, I spat like M&M there. Um, on subsequent turns, you must use your action to maintain control of the target or the spell ends. Also, the target can use wisdom saving throws at each of its turns. Uh, next success, the spell ends. So I'm going to cast on one of the grunts. Mm-hmm. Wisdom saving throws 13. 11. Okay, I'm going to choose it to attack the big boy. All right, we'll say it's grunt number one. I'm going to hold on Barbarian Rage for a second, because it says if I lose concentration, the spell ends. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so you cast it and then immediately lose it. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to hold on Barbarian Rage and just concentrate on holding that spell. Sounds good. Uh, Magna, you see death in this guy's eyes. You've been healed a bit, but he is a tough son of a bitch. So I'm going to realize that I probably shouldn't take this guy head on right now after pretty much <laughs> almost getting one shotted. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm going to swing at one of the other guys. All right. Yeah. Uh, you see one of them has this uh, crown above his head and he seems to be kind of twitching and acting odd. Uh, the other three aren't looking so hot after Kalanon's fireball. Uh, then I'll go after the yeah the other two that uh, were pretty much beat up. So I'm going to swing my hammer at one of them. That's a natural one. Yeah, it's a miss. Auto. And... Ooh, there we go. Uh, 24. That'll hit. So we'll say you're attacking Mook number two. Alrighty. Four. How do you want to kill him? Uh, just, I just come right over over onto his top, on top of his head. Alright. Just like crush him. Crush his head and pop it like a zit. Yeah. Gallagher totally. yeah, that melon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That's it yeah. for me. 
Uh, back to these guys. So the guy with the crown is going to once again cast magic missile on the big guy this time. Yeah. This is last second level spell. Oh god, if that kills the big guy. <laughs> so it pierces, you can, you know, his robe kind of falls off and you can see like the black scales that cover him, kind of giving him some armor. Uh, he looks very fearsome and he looks, snaps a look over at the cultist and says, what are you doing? This wasn't part of the plan at all. Uh, the other two, uh, one is going to attack Big Boots, seeing that he's got the Crown of Madness con- connection. That'll be a 16. That means. All right. He's shooting a fireball at you mm-hmm. for seven damage. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Fireball. Firebolt. Fireball would be quite a <laughs> lot more say, than seven. Fireball's a little bigger than that, right? Yeah. How much was it? Five? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Seeing you, Theron, unleash a whole can of whoop-ass yeah. on the big bad. Uh, the other guy's going to shoot a firebolt at you as well with a net 20. Fuck. <laughs> for uh, 16 damage. Then the uh, the big guy is going to step back, seeing you disengage from him. Um, and you see, Kalanon, you would see um, like spark coming from his fingertips as he points it at you and says, Fireball! He's throwing a fireball at me, or yeah, it sparks that kind of turn into a flame. Okay, is it does it is it the actual spell fireball? Yes. Okay. Make a deck save. All right. Cool. DC sixteen. Can I can I do the thing to make him miss? No. Or since it's a save. It's, no, since it's a save. It's a save. Miss. Yeah. I was hoping for him to actually make an attack roll. Mm. Twenty-two. All right. So you save for half. Ugh, still going to be a lot though. Still could be a lot though. Uh, so you're going to take 15 damage. Excellent. And that's them. So, Kalanon, back to you then. They leave a smoking hole in your fancy duds. And I'm going to say in Draconic one more time. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like that. Like, like as if smoke was coming out, like, like of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> How is he looking? Not very good. No, he's uh he's taking quite a beating here. All right. That being said, he is really tough. He is really tough. He just looks really tough. I am gonna lay on. I'm gonna harness the power of the sun and use my uh, channel radiance. Excellent. So he's gonna make a a save. Wisdom. Uh, that would be a Constitution. Ooh. Okay. That's a little less. Uh, nine. Yeah, that's gonna fail. So he's going to take the full brunt of 2d10 plus 5. Nice. Oof. So that is, we'll just use these dice. He's going to take 20 damage. Oof. As just, I present my holy symbol, and any magical darkness within 20 feet is dispelled. My bad. Make the mooks make a save. Them too? Yes. Probably. That would be a 14. All right. That actually... I think that might might meet, so they'll take half the damage. All right, the mooks will? Yeah, so as an action, you present your holy symbol, and any magical darkness within 30 feet of you dispels. Additionally, each hostile creature within 30 feet of you must make a constitution saving throw. Creature takes radiant damage equals to 210 plus your cleric level on a failed saving throw, and half as much damage on a successful one. Excellent. So they would take 12. Yeah. Okay, or 10. It was 20 damage. Except for mook 1, who is charmed. Would that still count as hostile? We'll say yes, because he's naturally hostile. He's only okay. charmed to be not hostile. Um, so yeah, I would say, like as Amazon doing this, by the power of Thebris and the sun. Oh, shit. 
Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. By the power of Sunny D. By the power. <laughs> Feel my bright burn. <laughs> That's like your holy water. Actually, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. By the power of Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna give, uh, you're gonna give the princess your sunny d yeah uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> whoa <laughs> hey now whoa now by the power of thebris burn <laughs> there you go there it is <laughs> see everybody just kind of like wide-eyed staring at Kaladon, like whoa this is different <laughs> yeah so you're just like filled with this holy light that extends out from your unstretched hand yeah um Illuminating the entire tower here. Oh, yeah. Um, almost as bright as the sun. Mm. Um, now, bear in mind, this place is still on fire from the firebolt that you cast a couple rounds ago. Um, so I want you to imagine that, like, it's spreading up into the ceiling, like, beams are falling. Eventually, you know, around this time, the uh, the bells, their beam would catch on fire. And they would, like, fall and crash through the floor, make two huge holes. Um, so we'll say that the cultists that you are sunshining they are like taken aback and they fall through the hole oh cool um down splatting to their death at the bottom of the Wilhelm shaft. scream yeah Whoa. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh except for the big bad he takes damage but he's still standing but you can see his uh black scales on his chest and on his shoulders are like starting to peel mm-hmm. kind of in an uncomfortable way very much like game of thrones grayscale oh okay sam mm. yeah that lovely scene theron all right and my, 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 my broski fell down, too? Yeah. Okay. I just want to double check so I can know what yeah. to do next. It was a triple smote. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to shoot him with my bow. Why won't you fucking die? 17. 17 hits. Okay. 19 damage on the first. All right. And... 26. Also hits. 14 damage on the second. So 33 total? Yep. All right, so your arrow sticks him right in the chest, and uh, he falls back against one of the vertical beams holding up this top floor of the bell tower, and he just kind of slides down to the ground. You see black blood kind of start oozing out of his mouth, and he just looks up at you all and smiles as the place is burning down around him. He starts to laugh. It's kind of a wicked, deep, sinister laugh. Like Idris predator. Elba laugh. Like Predator <laughs> at the end of Predator. Self-destruct. Yeah. He points at Kalanon and says... uh, how fortunate that you've been able to beat us. But, uh, it's all in vain. Okay, but why? We knew you were coming. Right when he says that, you guys can... Enough of this place is burned down, like the roof is in shambles, and through the flames you can see the great library across town explode. Oh. I mean, like, rock thrown everywhere. Um, the whole place just goes up in flames. Oh no, Garrick's sword! That's that's your exclamation. <laughs> this wasn't my fault this time, guys. <laughs> I did say that we should go so, uh, say something. So that... is combat over then? Yeah, he he slumps over and dies. His mission fulfilled, which was to um, drop a note so that you guys, knowing that you guys would investigate it and come here instead of saving the leaders. I knew we should have split up. Damn it! Uh, I want to check his robes. I guess check his body. All right, on his robes, you find a skull insignia indicating that he worships the god of death, uh, Phemos. I'm going to take that and put it in my bag. Excellent. Yeah, it's kind of cold to the touch, like unnaturally cold. Might come in handy later. 
Who is knows? there anyone else in the church, like civilian-wise, that we need to clear out? Uh, none up here. Okay. There are some at the base, like the refugees that have kind of taken up living in like the bottom of the bell tower. Um, but they would have left as soon as they heard fighting. Okay, good. Didn't need to play damage control and clear them out. Is Moxie okay? Moxie's doing really well. She's stretching her wings, so to speak. By that, I mean her little frilly corners. <laughs> I think Kalanon's just going to take a second and like kind of like stumble to his knees a little bit as he just watches the explosion happen and fires burning all around him. And he's just at a, at a, at a disbelief and shock. Uh, with a little bit of fear in his eyes. Uh, we should probably head in we should, we the library should go. and look for survivors. Moxie, alley-oop. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, gets right to it and comes down as the build, you know, flaming chunks of wood and debris are falling all around you. You guys hop on Moxie, take off, and you see the tower just burning like a beacon in the night. As you make your way over to the library, you'd see at least a hundred golden guards trying to pick through the the rock and the devastation um, the wooden pieces, and it's looking like a complete loss. Like, they, they find no survivors. Eventually pulling out the body of King Eladio, which is uh, old and busted and bruised. They find his crown kind of dented from a rock that fell on his head, as well as his walking stick that's now broken in half. It's just not letting up on us. At all. No. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna save the world, guys. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Are we... <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a good thing the prince didn't go to this meeting after all. Yeah. Among the um, the guards there would be Constable Wickland, who sees you and immediately recognizes Big Boots. He's, Big Boots? Wh- what are you doing here? We just got into town, and God, shit has hit the fan, hasn't it? You t- you're telling me I had to break up 13 fights earlier. Now this? A status report? Damage <laughs> report? Uh, <laughs> total? I, I don't... At this point, you guys are going to hear the uh, peasants, the, the small folk from outside of town, kind of start to huddle their way in to see what the, what the racket is. It's revealed that every ambassador that was sent here died in the explosion, and the people start to form a riot. Constable, we're going to have some bad stuff on our hands here. What's your contingency plan for a riot? I'm going to cast silence over the riot. Well, it's like a multi-block riot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not like a 20 by 20 foot. Okay. Yeah, this is like a town-wide freak out. Constable Wickland would look at you and would look at Big Boots and um, you can see him visibly start to sweat as he says, uh, well, we're going to need to calm them down one way or the other. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't lead to violence. Well, more violence. And at this, you would see uh, someone throw a tomato. Uh, stolen from a fruit stand and it hits Wickland right in the back right on the back of his armor staining his cape as the uh, townsfolk start to throw everything they've got at the city guard shouting curses why can't you protect us we're doomed where is our king where is our king you know and they start to like freak out hey guard with the crown give me the crown it's what this I can't hand it to you you're not the king you're not the king's children I have to go give it to Eladio and you might not make it out of here alive Eladio's dead. No, no, El, the son. What's his name? Eldario. El, I have to go give it to Eldario. Oh, yes, the, the son that's not dead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you're probably not going to get out of here alive. Well, I have a magic carpet. Real persuasion on it. <laughs> Persuading you that you're going to die. <laughs> 21. It says, uh, can you get it there fast? These people need to know that a leader is looking out for them. I got you, dog. 
Say so he uh, hands you the dented crown. Uh, looks at it, thinks about puts, putting it on for a second, but he's like, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then gets on the magic carpet and be like, boys, we gotta we gotta get to the castle. Yeah, uh, guys, go to the castle. I'm gonna help clean up here. So Theron is cleaning, helping gonna, clean up. Gonna help clean up, see if we can find anyone alive at all. All right. Magnus probably gonna go with big boots. Okay. Yeah, I have a vested interest in getting to the castle. All right. As you guys make it, as the three of you, Magna, Big Boots, and Kalanon, uh fly over to the castle, you would see, once again, kind of sitting sideways on the throne, is Eldario sitting there, kind of drinking his goblet of wine. Looks like he's wine drunk, you know? He just kind of seems like swaying in his chair. You'd hear him mumbling under his breath, Oh, well, the second I want to go try and be a king, uh, well, shoot. I can't go to any meetings. I can't go to anything. This is bullshit. You suck, Dad. <laughs> you know, he's kind of like drunkenly voicing all of his concerns. That he should he should be at the meeting. You know, it's really important. How am I going to learn if I can't? You know, don't have the experience. As you guys come in, you would see a uh, servant getting ready with another wine bottle. We're just about to kind of top him off a bit. Roll perception. Kalanon, big boots, and Magna. Uh, 14. 24. Uh, natural 20, 26. All right. Uh, Kalanon, you are certain that you've never seen this servant before. All right. Um, full of paranoia, I'm going to, uh, accost him in a, in a very, like, somewhat shaken manner. Hey, who do you think you are? What, me, sir? Yes, you. I've never seen you around here. Oh, I just I just don't get out much, sir. Uh, servants get out all the time. Come up with a better excuse. He said accost him. So are you, like, tackling him? Verbal accosting? Uh, ver- like? Verbal accosting. Okay. I'm just, I, I was ordered to um, give my liege here his, his wine. He demanded it. And Eldario's like, it's true. I did demand it. No, hold on a second. Did you slip up? Or did I hear that right? The king demanded it? Oh, good catch, Sterling. (laughs) As soon as you notice that, you see his eyes get kind of wide, and he drops the wine bottle and tries to make a run for it. Uh, I try to tackle him and use the hook on him. All right. uh, Roll athletics versus his acrobatics. Uh, It's a DC save of 13. I mean to to tackle him, him. and then the hook will be the attack roll. Uh, 19? So I got a 16. Okay. So yeah, you're able to tackle him to the ground, and then you whip out the hit, the hook, <clears throat> go ahead and make an attack roll with it. Versus his AC of 11, because he's only got a robe on. Uh, it's an 18? That'll get there. Two, so point. Yeah, so you hook him, and his movement is now zero. Mm-hmm. He's restrained there. So like and he blood. takes 1d4 of damage. How much was that? That is going to be... Two. Two? Right. And he dies instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got him hooked right in the back, mm. like right between two ribs, and he just lets out a scream in anguish as Prince Aldario kind of snaps up from the throne. He says, what are you doing to my my servant? Uh, some shady shit's afoot, dog. We got big issues right now. Yeah? Like like what? Uh, the library is no longer there. That's how big of an issue we have. What do you mean? I just saw it there this morning. <laughs> Check again. Mean? And he would kind of... Like his eyes get wide, just kind of realizes what you're saying. Goes out to the front door, looks over, and sees the library in shambles. What used to be the library, just a pile of rocks. 
he faints. <laughs> collapses right there on the floor. You have, so Big Boots, you have this guy by the short and curlies. Mm-hmm. He's not moving anywhere. You have him pinned on the ground, and there's a hook between his ribs. I cast Zone of Truth. All right. DC save a 13. Everyone in the, in the circle. Uh, I'm not going to be in the circle. Okay. Does he save? No. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, I... Uh, you see him, like, visibly trying to push against this zone of this magical force that's compelling him to tell the truth. This is serving wine! Okay, who sent you? Who? I... Who do you I, work for? I don't know his name! It black scales, red eyes! What's your mission here? My mission is to serve wine! What's your mission from the black scale boy? Uh, and he's, like, verbally tensing up. Or, verbally. He's visually tensing up as well as verbally i guess um he says poison prince have you already poisoned him no and you see him kind of strain and he looks back at the wine bottle that he threw on the floor he was going to use to top off the prince's drink what color is your underwear i'm not wearing any (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's just wearing robes (laughs) you haven't poisoned him no when are you supposed to report back? Who are you supposed to report back to? And when? His name was... Calgore! Calgore? Was was he the... Is, is he a dragonborn? Yes! Where's he at? In the bell tower! Okay, he's, he's luring care. fools there! Alright, he's dead. Uh, what was the last thing he said? He's luring fools there. That's what I thought. I heard. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would... At that point, he's mentally exhausted... He's going to spill the beans that Calgor, uh, the black dragon leader of their group, pretty much trying to do a two-prong attack here. He poisons the, the prince by posing as a servant and then keeping you guys occupied while they plant explosives in the basement of the library. All right. Uh, uh, are there any more double agents in the castle? Uh, yes. Where where are they? Who are they? He's already got her. Got got her? The, the, the princess? Uh you see him, like, visibly veins in his neck and in his forehead coming out as he's trying to resist. Yes! Wh- where is princess. she? Well, she... I I don't know. Well, tell me your top five. Tell me your top five places, and then we'll go. <laughs> Down by the beach, <laughs> over in the parlor. <laughs> Just instantly this... changes his entire <laughs> <Yeah>. demeanor. <laughs> well, she could be getting her nails done. At the salon. <laughs> I say he uh, he is mentally exhausted at this point. He mm-hmm. um, strain damage isn't really a thing in fifth edition, but he uh, he collapses under the weight of struggling against this zone of truth. <laughs> under the weight of a gnome, collapses like passes out. Yeah. Okay. Especially since he's still like bleeding out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you guys all hear that? All right. Um, nope. So. I, it's been a while since I've used a healing potion. What do I do with that? <laughs> so we'll say in this time you could chug two of them. Okay. So it's 2d4 plus two. Twice. And then twice. And 11. Yep. So 15 hit points. Cool. We should probably look for her and make sure the prince is safe. The, the, well, the prince is right in front of us. He's, he's fainted from everything. Right. I, he's still vulnerable when he's passed out. That's true. Um, we sh- I definitely want to see if I can find the princess. Here's what I can do. I can summon a servant to, to uh, a steed that can not only get me to places, but also can help me 
in combat. I can do that and I'll stay with the prince. Uh, because right now I'm really, even though I've healed up a little bit, I'm really not in any condition to be really traveling all over God's green earth. So I'll stay here and defend the prince if you guys want to go find the princess. Big boots? We could do that. Most likely the princess is probably still in the castle. It's at least a fair bet. I Yeah, we could always search her chambers first. So yeah, we can do that. Or we can fly back the prince to Arsis. Aris and have him protect him. Mm-hmm. That's an option, also. Uh, yeah, that I think in the hands of a, a great and eccentric wizard, I don't really want to say powerful. I'm not really sure if we want to give him to a wizard just right right now. <laughs> we really don't know much about the guy. I said I, the pair of lobster claws, right? <laughs> Especially <laughs> since he, you know, turned some turned poor Philip into a half seahorse, half man. You know, now that you mention it, Aldario does have a problem with one of his arms. I'm pretty sure he's going to try adding a lobster claw there. Yeah. Well, what about so. Zoidberg? <laughs> I mean, but All right. Aldario might yeah. like so. That. Magna, let's do your thing. All right, um, and then the three of us will go no, look for the princess. Two, two of, of us. You. I am not there. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, two of us. Yeah, we'll resolve yours in just a sec yep. here. So Magna yeah. will summon his his lion steed named Silverthorn. Excellent. And he'll probably take he'll probably take uh, the prince up to his room. That way, be a little easier to protect him. Have his yeah. eyes on him at all time. Yeah, there's only a few points of entry that way. Yeah, for sure. So barricade one side and stuff like that. So that's what Magna's gonna do. Question: Is Bobby here? Or did we leave him behind? He's been chilling at the castle the whole time. All right, so he's going to grab Bobby, too. All right. Yeah, he's like, what do you need? What do you need? Just uh, stay with Dana? me. Just stay with me. You got it. And he goes and he picks up like a rolling pin as if he's going to use it as an attack. Doesn't he have like his a, own sword? He has though? a dagger. Oh, yeah. He yeah, a he's dual wielding. Rolling yeah. pin and dagger. dagger. All, right, I'm, All right. I'm proud of you, my boy. Callie, we don't know if we can trust any guards right now. I don't trust anybody. Not even me? I, you, yes, but like oh. outside of... Oh, Magna, or Callie, my heart wrote for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, down at the, you know, ground zero. Theron, I'd like you to roll athletics. Okay. Eight. All right, so you're able to clear away some of the smaller debris. Um, the guards are really trying to keep the crowd at a comfortable level, comfortable distance away. Um, at one point, they would have to lower their spears out towards the crowd as the crowd continues to throw like pebbles, small rocks, tomatoes, like things that they can steal, even throwing shoes and uh, sticks, like cudgels, you know, yeah. throughout at the guards who they uh, don't trust anymore to protect them. Right. So as I'm clearing away rocks and I notice the guards pull out their spears, I'm going to I'm going to kind of turn around and I'm going to cast silence over the area around the guard, the people that are kind of closest to the guards and the guards themselves. So that way I can project my voice over them. So they'll hear me. I'll be like, everybody, everybody calm down. This is no way. This is a no way helping right now. All right, go ahead. So you cast silence on arguably the loudest part of it. Yeah. I want you to roll persuasion, but with disadvantage because this crowd is whipped up into a frenzy. It'd be much more difficult to try and get them to calm down. Oh, thank God. Persuasion. Disadvantage. Yep. Uh, I know. I, I got a 12 oh. and an 11. So oh, 11. Okay. I see. Yeah. 11. 11. A few of the people kind of lower their simple weapons and uh, give you their ear. This is this is a terrible tragedy that's going on right now. And I realize all of your lives have been put into disarray, but this is in no way going to help. How about instead we help clear the rubble 
we get the situation figured out, and then we can deal with the ramifications of government later on. Right now, there could be people alive in here that need our help. I say, um, Constable Wickland would kind of step over the rubble and the debris and come up to you and touch you right in the throat, um, casting thaumaturgy on you to yay, um, like project your voice even more. Roll persuasion one more time, but just a straight roll. Okay. Seventeen. The people in front, like your silence drops. People in front, kind of see what you're saying. Like there's people in there still. And they start to help clear away the debris as well. So this riot kind of turns into more of a rescue effort. Yeah. That's the power of Pine Sol or peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, within the next couple of hours, they'll be able to clear away all the debris, find the evidence of the explosion uh, in the basement, just like gunpowder up the wazoo, you know, Okay. Uh, was stored there. Looks like weeks in advance. Uh, do they happen to find like anyone still hanging on for dear life? In the basement, they they don't find anybody. Okay. Um, they find a couple of people that are like critical, two fails on the death saving throws condition. Okay, I'm going to cast good berries twice okay. and hand out the berries to kind of feed one or two of them to people, which will give them at least, you know, one or two HP. Out of game, one or two HP, but like hopefully stabilize them and maybe help them. That's kind of the only healing I really have, so. Definitely. Yeah, out of the entire meeting, only four people... Because thanks to your help, are able to make it out of here. Now their ribs are broken, right? Their bones are shattered. Like they're they're really messed up. They're gonna need some actual healers, but right. But they're alive. That's kind okay. of the main thing. Okay. Wickland would eventually, you know, afterwards come up to you and shake your hand and congratulate your efforts, so it didn't get bloody. Uh, everything I can do to help, Constable. Of course. That's why I'm promoting you, Deputy. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Big you just hear big boots. Big boots won't like the sound of that. <laughs> but yeah, he reaches into his bag of holding and pulls out like a uh, a medallion, Woo. you know, that indicates that you're part of the city guard officially. Awesome. So I'm gonna he's he's gonna go ahead and pin that right there. All right. Well, I'm gonna go uh, see if the boys at the castle need any help. You look like you got this situation under control. Cast good berries one more time in my hand and give them to the constable. So that's three good. Ba- okay. So all my spell slots are gone mm. now, but that's fine. And then, you know, make my way towards the castle. Excellent. Heck yeah, go ahead and gain inspiration for saving those lives. Oh, thank you. Uh, Big Boots and Kalanon, you guys make it up to the princess's room. You see the orb of scrying that she had is now shattered on the floor. Um, You'd see a cultist standing over her. She looks like she's passed out there on the bed. Completely, not dead, but like dead to the world. You know, 100% unconscious. There is a silver and emerald glass of wine. On the night side, uh, bedside table there. The cultist is standing over her with a dagger, right when you guys bust in. A uh, dagger in the air. Um. You got this? You want me to sleep him? Assuming you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have anything that can stop him right away. If you want to try and sleep him, you can. The uh, gut instinct I have is to uh, burn him. With a scorching in, in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, kick open the door. See him standing there. Mm-hmm. Cast sleep. All right. As yeah. a level two spell, my last level two. And I Roll simultaneously it. cast scorching ray. Um, is it? It's d eights, right? D eights. Yep. Right. Um, normally it's five d eight. Second level, it should be six d eight. That's a six. So anyone keep trap for me, please. Got yeah. it. That's six. 
plus seven, plus three, plus eight, plus eight, plus three. He passes out. Yeah, he immediately drops the dagger, falls to the ground as the scorching ray blasts him prone on the ground. Uh, That's a spell attack, correct? That is a spell attack, yes. All right, so because he is prone on the ground, you have advantage. There's a 14 hit. 14 does. All right. Yeah, you're right up on the guy casting it here. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be 10 damage. All right. His robes catch on fire as he wakes up from his sleep. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) He dropped the dagger. (laughs) Yeah, and he is prone here on the ground burning, like Anakin episode three style. (laughs) I hate you. Spoilers (laughs) from like 20 years ago. Uh, We'll put you out if you tell if if there's any more in in the castle. He fortunately attended that day of cultist school. He starts stop dropping and rolling. (laughs) Right, I I I thrust my I tried it at him two handedly. All right, make the attack roll, and you have advantage since he's prone. Fifteen plus two seventeen. That hits. All right, and since it's two handed, we have the D eight. Total of three. Three. So you uh. (laughs) You stab him right in the leg and pin his one leg to the ground as he's trying to roll and he eventually like rips his leg out from under the trident. He's just like gushing everywhere. Ow. He says, I'll never talk. I'll never tell you. That You're going to bleed out now, bro. That's more, pre- that's preferable to the other alternative. He tries to crawl his way. Yeah, I was, was going to say. The window. I, I, I no. grab him and be like, Callie, you want to finish him? Well, no, I've, I've got to turn um, still. I don't want to say curb stomp, but I would s- want to like firmly put my foot on his back or, or neck or something just to keep him there. Is that his back? His back. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's just to, just to stop him. Totally. Yeah. That'll stop. So roll athletics with advantage. He'll roll acrobatics with disadvantage. You said athletics. Yep. 15. He got a three. So you put your foot on his neck and are able to halt him right there in his tracks. You're not going to go anywhere. And he's just bleeding out? What? Yeah, bleeding um, out from his leg. Medicine check. What, uh... 18? How, how's he doing health-wise? Not good. His his uh, minutes are numbered here. Alright, cool. Well, do you have anything to say? Any last words? Though I die, the cause lives. Long live Indiglas. Did you poison the princess? He just smiles at you. He's like got blood in his teeth. He says, uh, who's asking? You little man baby. The man who just killed you. Hmm. Say at that, he uh just he doesn't say anything, but he just has like a really sinister smile as he falls over on his back. You see his shoulders kinda go down, kinda lets go and, and he dies on the floor. Uh still blood gushing out of his leg. I make my way to the princess. Alright, she is unresponsive. Medicine check. Kind of see her overall condition. Yeah. That's a natural 20. That's a 26. Alive, but unresponsive. Looking at the chalice next to her. Yeah. You guessed that she had some kind of, maybe not a poison per se, but like a a sleeping potion type of deal. Slipped into her drink. Okay. Is there... Would that be an arcana medicine or nature? Medicine. Medicine. All right. To see what the the antidote? Yeah. Same check or different different roll? Uh 
Earlier, you rolled a nat 20. I re- rolled a natural 20. Well, so that carries over. All right. Yeah. So you would recognize this as an eclectic eclectic sleeping potion. There is only one mundane cure. What's that? <laughs> you can very well guess. <laughs> Get her big boots. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, and she's on the bed. Yes. All right. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Laying uh, face up, like, on her back. Okay. Um, so I will, just surmising all of that, just kind of brush back uh, a little bit of her hair, lean in, and kiss her. All right. Aww. Big Boots, you would see your eyes immediately open as the enchantment from the potion is broken. And she takes her hand and puts it on the back of Kalanon's to hold his hand. Uh, hold his head there for a minute as she kisses back. Nonchalantly, oh. Big Boots is just like, it's awkward. He's like, okay, I'm going to check this dead body for anything. <laughs> Pokes him with a stick, you know, live. Yeah. In, his, in his burning robe, while they're kissing, you would see an empty vial that's labeled Lover's Kiss. The the, the potion that was mm-hmm. slipped in there, uh, as well as a journal. Can I thumb through that? Yes. <laughs> It is in uh, a different language. If you want to roll, we'll say intelligence or history. I guess they're kind of similar. Go ahead and roll history. Nine. Yeah, so you can't quite tell what language it is, but you do see uh, a name in there, and that is Atten. Atten? A-T-Y-N. Okay. Written in common, which you'd recognize to be one of the other cities that is kind of in rivalry with Indiglis and the Golden Empire. Mm-hmm. It's part of the Golden Empire. Mm. Rival nation. Okay. In fact, they were one of the groups that uh, their leaders, they sent a representative here to the city. I just see uh, Big Boots cross-legged next to the guy's body while Kalanon and the princess are just... Getting it on. Totally yeah. macking. When the princess grabs the back of uh, Kalanon's head, like his, his eyes were closed originally because, you know, who goes in for like the open eye? Anyways... I think um, Callie would. I feel Callie is an open eye kiss. No, no, he's not. No, he, he's, he wants the he wants to see the brightness of the whole situation. Well, his well, his eyes would open mm-hmm. at at the the feel of that because like it worked, and knowing the the potion lover's kiss, like okay, wow, yeah, wow indeed, wow, like elation, and then like elation. So like at her being alive, and then like oh my god. Totally. Oh, my thebras. Eventually, she would take her hand off, kind of sit herself up in the bed and pull away and say, uh, well, greetings, Callie. I'm, uh, I'm so glad you're, you're safe. Um, well, with, uh, heroes like yourselves, it's, it's no wonder that I came out of this relatively unscathed. Um. Uh, thank you. You see her whole, her whole face just like, she's blushing. Uh-huh. I know, uh, Kalanon's blushing too. I'm, I'm so glad you're alive, but uh, I hate to ruin a moment like this. Thebris, damn it. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got some bad news for you. Really? What happened? Was it, uh, is my brother okay? Well, there was a concerted attack against the royal family. Your, your brother's fine, um, but your father is not. What happened to him? Can I see him? Where is he? There was an explosion at the library. Explosion? Yes. 
And she would immediately kind of get up and kind of wobbly, like, yeah. make her way over to the window. Yeah, it's definitely not because of the, the potion or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. She makes her way over to the window, throws the window open, and sees the smoking ruin of the library. You see her shoulders just kind of slink. She puts her head down, and you hear her begin to softly weep. Uh, I will uh, try and comfort her. See, she uh, she accepts the... Em- embrace, the effectively, embrace. yeah. Yeah. Just like... You know, it's like, like cry, cry on the shoulders type of thing. Yeah. I say you'd feel between the pieces of your armor, like her hot tears just kind of start oh, yeah. to stain into your clothing. Yeah. Magna, you were staying with the prince, correct? Mm-hmm. So he would, after a few minutes, wake up in kind of a panic and say, where's my sister? Where's my father? Where Where am I? Where's don't, my family? Don't Don't worry about that right now. Big Boots and uh, Caledon went to go find her. I'm sure she'll be fine. Right now, we need to be focused on you. How are you feeling right now? Well, I, I've been better. Is, is, is it, is it true? Is my father gone? From what we have right now, yes. And that you'd see, kind of like these big tears well up in his eyes, as he, um, right, has left some things unsaid. You get the feeling. Yeah. So I guess for theatrical purposes i guess magna would kind of turn around he's still kind of holding his side because he's he's still not a hundred percent uh but he would stick one hand out and that's when that's when he's going to summon out his steed mm-hmm. uh and he's going to summon out uh silver thorn which he's like this silver lion with like the tips of his hair is black mm-hmm. and the tip of his tail is all black cool. with like that's badass. shiny yeah. shining shining blue eyes yeah pretty awesome Fan uh, art makers, that'd be a dope thing so, to draw. Yeah, so Magna kind of sticks his hand out. In short, he's just gonna say, "Come forth, King of Thunder, Silverthorn," and it's kind of like you see this like smoke kind of show up with like lightning and stuff like that. <laughs> and then you'll see you'll see Silverthorn kind of walk out, and he'll turn around and look at uh, Magna. Why have Why you summoned me? Summoned me. And so Magna's gonna uh, go. I'm gonna need you. He's uh, gonna look at him and go. Uh, right now, I have we have to protect uh, protect him, and he's gonna point at uh, uh, the prince. I need you to help me uh, to pretty much watch my back. And uh, Silverthorn is just gonna kind of look at the prince, look at him, and go. It shall be done. It shall be done. But yeah, uh, the prince is kind of a little. He kind of is more at ease knowing he has two guards now instead of just one. Technically three if you count Bobby. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't counting, he wasn't counting Bobby. <laughs> He's there for moral support. Yeah. So. Yeah, you um as long as you're there watching the prince with Silverthorn, um you guys are not going to get attacked anymore that night. Mm-hmm. Cultists had assumed that all three attacks would go off, which in this case only the one did against the king. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, you guys are there as uh, Prince Eldario just kind of you can see him trying to work through it take it all in uh, everything that's happened that night um, eventually the princess would stumble her way downstairs and her and her brother would hug each other really tight you know she whispers into his ear it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and they both just like have a moment while the the whole party here reconnects <laughs>